0: Everyone and welcome back to another episode of Middle Ground. I'm Caroline. And I'm Joe And we are back. Did you guys miss us? Finally back together. Finally. The Rona came for Caroline. Yep. And she didn't take me. I'm here and better than ever. <laughs> back and better than ever, back baby. Back in business. Um, but yeah, glad to be back. Hope you guys are having a good day so far. And I've missed this. I know. We haven't recorded in a long time. We
1: recorded in California, which was kind of like it was fun, but it was just like weird, different, not, you know, yeah. we haven't recorded like a typical episode. This is our first one of the, the year. new year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like in our normal space. Yeah. That's wild.
0: That is wild. Yeah. We haven't done this in a long time. Did you know this is the third year that we've done podcasts? Crazy.
1: Like we're not in year three right. yet, but wild. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. Um, Absolutely wild. But yeah. What was your any moment? Oh shoot! Okay, Uh, drywall in the house yeah. has to be drywall in the house. That's a good one. Yeah, things are really moving <laughs> and grooving, and it stinks because. Well, no, it doesn't stink. It's awesome that it's moving and grooving. But the part that I'm trying to prepare myself for is there are some items that we know are delayed already? Mm-hmm. So it's going to get really moving. It's going to start looking like a house, and then it's just going to halt yeah. for probably three or four weeks which is sad because we were supposed to be in March 1st and our contractor has been phenomenal and really kept us on our timeline. And then I am providing some of the materials and materials that I picked that I really want. And so we're waiting it out, uh, are delayed a little while. And so that's going to be tough. Uh, Tough is a really strong, but you know. um, It's like in limbo. Yeah. I'm really excited though. That's awesome. I, uh, I don't know. It was the first time that it looked how I expected it to look, you know?
0: Yeah. I feel like drywall is like, oh my God, this is an actual house.
1: Well, I couldn't. So it's a 1980s house. And so the ceilings throughout were only eight feet. Mm. And in that living space, I couldn't believe how tall the ceilings look in that space since the whole living area is a lot like lofted. That's not the word. Um, like at a pitch. Yeah, the pitch ceiling. Yeah. And uh, we also raised the ceiling in the kitchen to nine feet, but the rest of the house is only eight feet. Like all the bedrooms, everything like that is like a standard eight yeah. foot, which a lot of newer homes, they just don't do eight foot ceilings anymore. And so Matt and I were concerned that it would look, I don't know, like it would feel great like off balance. And it feels ginormous. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's pretty typical. I think my. Ceilings are only eight feet, no. which they they're not like on top of me. I don't feel like no at all.
1: There's nothing wrong with an eight foot ceiling. No, nothing. But you, whenever you look online at all of these like design aesthetic and things like that, you don't see a lot of normal homes. No, or yeah. like more average homes. You only see these really, you know, yeah, curated. So you start and, thinking that you need that. Yeah, and you just don't. Yeah, you don't need a 17 foot ceiling. So, what's your
0: grounding moment? Um, good question. I didn't prepare. Um, mine is, I don't have COVID anymore and yeah, I don't know. Oh, I know what mine is. My, so the back room in our house is like our laundry room pantry area. Um, and it's kind of bit on the bigger side, but recently it's been like freezing, like when it has been cold in Arkansas and it's freezing throughout the whole house and the house is pretty old. It's like probably seventies or eighties home. And so it's been... I bet it's older than that. Yeah, it might be.
1: I bet it's more like 50s 50s, or 60s. Yeah, it might be.
0: And so I texted my landlord. I was like, hey, it's really cold. Like, um, I think there's a draft in that back room definitely like coming in. And he was like, oh, I'll get on it, whatever. And so they took a look at it and they're like, I mean, it is a old house. I'm like, I realize that, but like this can't happen. So they fixed it and put like, they had to put insulation in the back like on the other side where the garage is, I'm like, oh my gosh, whoever lived in this house before, like probably was freezing. Like I don't even know how they did it. It's so weird, but that's my grounding moment. So now with the ice storm and everything coming, apparently it's coming tomorrow. Yeah. um, By the time
1: you guys are listening to this, hopefully we'll be over the ice storm. Yeah.
0: But we made sure to
1: record before.
0: Yeah. Cause we were like, that's not going to happen if. You know, whatever it's probably gonna be really bad.
1: I'm sure that we've said this on the podcast before, but Caroline and I live like forty minutes from each other.
0: Oh yeah, I don't even know if they think that or know that, right, yeah, well,
1: because Northwest Arkansas, like it's not that big, yeah, and so in a lot of big cities all over the country, forty minutes really isn't that far, right, but I feel like where we are, that's like pretty far, yeah, that is true. that's a lot of road to cover, yes. And so, so if it, it
0: if it snows and like is really icy, I could not make it here. No. Like and
1: at all. when I
0: move we'll be closer. We'll be more like thirty minutes yeah. when I move. Yeah.
1: Um but and anyway. like
0: Arkansas doesn't have good like like do their best, granted, like everyone does their best, but like not good road and no you know, icy road care. No. Um, well, we
1: just don't get a lot of that stuff.
0: No, we don't. So it's not their fault. So um that's why we're recording now. But yeah, I wanted to get that done before that happened because I told him, I'm like, your pipes are going to burst and I do not want to go through that. You do not want to go through that. So let's fix it. And he
1: did. And that's my granny moment. Yay. I love that. Yeah. I'm super excited about today's episode. I feel like I've said that a lot lately. I, yeah. Where I'm like, I'm so excited, but we're doing an episode. Lots of you guys have recommended. And that is things that we learned photographing over 200 weddings in five years. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And we've made a list. We've made a list. We've seen a lot of things like I know people say that like, well, I've seen it all. We've definitely seen it all. (laughs) Yeah. Wild. Like actually we've seen all like it all.
1: Yeah. Just every, you know, I want to start this episode, I guess, by saying the number one thing I've learned is you need to go with your gut on what is most important to you. Yeah. When it comes to a wedding day. Yeah. And so as you're listening to the things we have to say, don't feel discouraged if we say something that goes against what you want to do. If it's what you want to do and it makes you happy, that's what you should be pursuing for your wedding day. These are just our experiences. Right.
0: And Joe is married. You guys know that. I am not. So, like, I honestly, I haven't even experienced it from a bride's perspective can I speak perspective? (laughs) Yes. So, um, keep that in mind also, but we have seen it all. So yeah, that's a good point to touch on.
1: Um, okay. The first thing that I wrote down on our list is small weddings over big weddings. Mm -hmm. I think overall, all the weddings we photographed, the most special ones for the most part. Yeah. I feel like Small weddings were almost guaranteed to always be good, whereas the larger weddings, there were just a handful that stood out.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that, and I feel like small, in my head, means like eighty or below. Yeah. What, what does that mean to you? Same.
1: I I would consider eighty or below small, but what I'm thinking of the ones that I thought were exceptionally, I think of a hundred and below as like a smaller. Yeah. Um, But the ones that I think of that were like exceptionally wonderful are 40 40. or less.
0: I can totally see that too.
1: And it's hard to narrow it down that much. So I'm not suggesting that's for everybody. Uh, But I feel like the brides and grooms at those weddings tended to enjoy themselves more.
0: Yeah. And they can tend to relax more and they're not stressed about like seeing everyone and like saying hi. And yeah, I totally agree.
1: And that does lead me to a bit of advice. If you are having a big wedding, so, you know, 150, 200, 300, 800 guests, whatever it is, you don't have to talk to everybody. No. Don't try to talk to everybody. No. Like when brides and grooms would go from table to table to say hi and talk to everyone, I hated that for them. So did I. Like, I still hate it to this day. I'm like, no, go dance. Like,
0: go do what you want. Right. You're
1: throwing this giant party party. I Have know. fun at the party.
0: Yeah. And it's hard because, like, from their perspective, they're like, well, I I feel the need to, like, say hi. Like, they've traveled far and wide. Like, yes, I get that, but it's not their day. No. Like,
1: it's your day. And most people understand that yes. they're not, like, coming to spend one-on-one time with the bride and groom. Right. They're there to, like, celebrate your love yes. as a whole. So, um, and this kind of plays off small weddings over big weddings, destination weddings over everything.
0: Mm-hmm they're the elite <laughs> yeah
1: i uh, every destination wedding other than one yeah uh was phenomenal absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. and the one wedding we had that was a destination that was not phenomenal was not it was by fault of recreational drugs and <laughs> alcohol and just some weird things that weird happened. dynamics and Yeah, it was a weird situation. Mm -hmm. But uh, primarily, destination weddings were always really wonderful because it would be small, 50 guests or less, and everybody would get there a couple days before the wedding, so people get to know one another. Mm -hmm. So by the time you got to the wedding day, it was really fun, and there would be no uh, driving. There would be no like traveling or anything like that. People could all walk to where everything Mm -hmm. was, and it just gives a lot more uh room for community
0: yeah and just like letting people relax and just have fun and just celebrate yes um I totally agree and like we know that destination weddings are expensive like we definitely know that
1: I feel like they don't have to be though no
0: they don't especially if you invite like 40 people like that's awesome
1: I had a phenomenal destination wedding you you photographed it with me and almost remember you had a hard time getting home because of all the rain on beaver oh, lake yeah. uh we had an awesome one on beaver lake where i they rented a house and they made sure that it was okay with them that they had a wedding it was 40 guests and they had a little floral setup down on the lake and chairs and that was it it wasn't and they rented this house and then their entire wedding party stayed there
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was a blast yeah that's so And so fun. when we say destination it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be in jamaica cabo yeah. or like italy or <laughs> mm. yeah jamaica like any of those it, it can be renting a space and everybody staying there for four or five days together yeah or less than that whatever sure. but i feel like those were just always really exceptional
0: yeah i totally agree. and people
1: pitched in yes like hardcore, Mm -hmm. I had a really cool destination wedding that I photographed in Utah. You were not with me for that one. Um, I was by myself for it. Matt was a bridesmaid. Okay. And uh, it was so cool because all the groomsmen set up the chairs. Uh, Matt made all of, they didn't do a like formal cake. Matt made a bunch of sugar cookies the morning of the wedding. Yeah. And like we all just kind of pitched in and went for it. And uh, it was so much fun. So much fun. I think that it's really about spending time. And I feel like destination weddings give you a lot of availability to spend time. Right. Not just like a day. Yes.
0: Or just hours even.
1: All right, Caroline, this one was, was yours about family photos. What, how do you feel about family photos?
0: Family photos, man. From a photographer's standpoint, nightmare. Um, not nightmare. That's really extreme. They're awesome. And I love capturing families in general um, for the memories. But your great, great, great aunts, your even, I would say aunts and uncles, in my opinion, do not need to be in the photos. Like it's your day. It's a waste of time. Um, and unless again, if you are really, you know, they're really special to you, they're really close to you, then yes, throw them in the photo, of course, but it is just a lot. And on your wedding day, you don't realize like, you have to corral all these people. And, like us photographers and even the planners, we don't know who these people are. Real at all. life
1: situation. This happened to me. <laughs> you were there. I don't know if you remember, but we were at a wedding. We're outside of the church taking family photos. It's a family photo of probably 35 people. And this girl, this woman, looks at me and goes, Where's Daryl? <laughs> Why didn't you tell us Daryl wasn't in the photo? And I go, I don't know Daryl and she's like I cannot believe you didn't tell us Daryl Daryl and she was like going around looking for the single man I have no idea how he was related to the bride or groom right I have no like I don't know like we have
0: no context whatsoever like we try our hardest I'm like yes okay I think that's the father I think that's the mother I think you know she has siblings and like we do sometimes require them to write that down I always did um I mean I always do now but like It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's just stressful. And I feel like a lot of the time, like the majority of the time, it stresses the bride out a lot. Yeah. Because the bride is worried about us as like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry it's taking so long. And they're
1: trying to keep things quick because they want to get to their portraits or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And Uh, I'm like, no,
0: that's not the goal. The goal is to have the bride, the least stress and family photos eliminated, not eliminated, but like just your immediate family. Yes, get in, get out, and then move on with your life.
1: And along these lines is make sure that you disclose your family dynamics to your vendors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I send out a like pamphlet prior to for my brides to fill out. Uh, but even if you're a photographer or your vendors don't do that, be sure to disclose things like my parents are divorced, but they get along, or my parents are divorced and they hate each other, right. or my mom passed away, the woman with my dad is my stepmother, Right. Like, Just things like that that everyone around you obviously knows because it's all your closest friends and family, but your vendors wouldn't know those things and that it could be awkward to bring up on the wedding day.
0: Yeah, and just maybe it's a touchy subject in general and like if you disclose that months in advance, then you can just eliminate that situation as a whole.
1: Or I always uh, a lot of times feel like the thing that happened to me is siblings that had passed away. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know about that. Yeah. Um, and that can be really obviously very sensitive. And so just anything like that is yeah. really good to know. Uh, Cause then I don't ask, like I had a bride and this was all disclosed to me prior, but I had a bride that lost her mom and dad yeah, the year leading up that. to her wedding. And so they didn't do father, daughter or mother, son dances. Cause it was just too, yeah, it was too much, too much for her. And that was disclosed to me prior. So I didn't go, Hey, when's the, you know, somebody at the wedding go when's the uh you know whatever dance I don't know um and so I I those listening may be thinking isn't it obvious that you want to tell people that to a lot of people it isn't no because they just assume people know right they assume people know
0: and they think family photos are gonna like take two seconds which sometimes yes they do but if you have 35 people on the list it takes a long time to corral them, like, get ain't Daryl, get whatever. And I'm like, it's And people a lot. don't listen. People do not listen. They are, like, so distracted. They're so happy for you, and they're just, like, in their own world.
1: Right. And it's and hard. it's one of those things that people get so upset whenever you miss one, too. Yes. Like, so I always had my brides make an entire list that said, bridegroom Caroline, bridegroom mm-hmm. Gardner, bridegroom...
0: grandma yeah
1: you know bride matt bride you know whatever (laughs) like each like had each and every name I would never say grandma like I would have them put their full name Mm -hmm. because then Caroline would read off that list and I would make sure I got every combination yeah tick by tick um and that helps but then people wouldn't put things on a list and then would be mad that I didn't get well well, this is a standard uh family photo why didn't you get it it wasn't on your list right you know I didn't we do
0: not know like I don't know if your grandparents are still alive I don't know any details of you like I know your name the bride and groom's name that's it like
1: and so that's that's a big tip to anybody that is has friends getting married you're getting married disclose family dynamics and make a list uh because you really those photos are important and it also helps things run smoother Mm -hmm. uh okay reception outfit change yep love them I do too. They're good. I feel like people have more fun. Yeah. It just And like, who doesn't like an outfit change? Right. Outfit change. Right. You're more comfortable and uh, it's just fun. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I think it's kind of fun to set the tone too in your pictures of like, oh, that was the ceremony, that part. And then we were, we had a party. Right. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And like, if you outfit change, then people are like, oh, she wants to dance. Like not. All the time, but like most likely, and then you're like in a cuter outfit, more comfortable,
1: right? You know, one of the most shocking things to me in our all of our years of weddings is how many moms think the wedding day is theirs. Yeah, we could write a whole book about it. Yeah, (laughs) it's nuts because we talk to brides and they're like, Well, ask my mom, my mom really wants that. I'm like, It's not your mom's, literally. I'm like, Um. That's not what I asked you. Right. And so that is a big thing I've learned. Not your mom's day. Don't listen to your mom. She hasn't been married in 30 years. literally, Or whatever. Yeah. And so moms always are like, well, this is tradition and this and this. They haven't been to a wedding in 30 years. Exactly. Things evolve and change and are cyclical. And your wedding is about you and what you want. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing. Um, do you want to talk about first looks?
0: Yeah, first looks. First looks are, so like obviously I'm not married and doing this job, I've always been like, oh, I don't want to do a first look. I I, didn't do one. I've always thought that. Now, as a photographer standpoint, it's like the best thing in the world. You get extra photos, they, they calm your you know, the bride and groom's nerves, you get to see each other earlier. Like there are a lot of pros and I just am having a hard time. I'm like, what do I want to do? But I don't know. It's hard to decide, but I think that, you know, do what you feel like doing, of course. But I would say, I think I would lean more towards doing what Joe kind of did is getting married in the morning, hands down. And just seeing them early,
1: and then getting to spend the day together, yes, I am uh, i am not team first look on the wedding day, I don't think oh no, you're not yeah, I think that if you're going to do a first look, it should be like they do in Utah mm-hmm. <laughs> there i I don't know if it has to do with um l d s or mormon like i don't know if it's a tradition i don't know why this is done but i know that in um their faith when they get married they do a first look in all of their bridles what they call bridles is pictures of them and the groom um prior to the wedding day Mm -hmm. and uh, no idea what that roots in but i think it's brilliant And so I wish that that was more traditional across the board. Yeah. Because if you're doing a first look like that, it gives you a chance to test your hair and makeup with your dress. See if you like it with pictures taken, things like that. And it gives you an opportunity to have that first look moment, but not rush it in with the day. Because I Mm -hmm. feel like when brides do a first look on the day of the wedding, it's like... Wow, you look great. Okay, what's next? Yeah, you know, because you're trying to run on this timeline. Mm -hmm, Totally. And I just wish it wasn't like that.
0: Yeah, I know it's it's hard. And like, I I know because like I think about doing you know something like that is doing like the first look before, and I'm like, yeah, like that sounds amazing. But then part of me is like, no, I want like a big moment there on the actual wedding day so I'm like I have no idea.
1: I personally think that when you come down the aisle regardless of if you've seen one another or not, it has a big impact. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it's the dress and the all of that that has the impact. That's true. I think it's the moment. Yeah. That person walk down an aisle knowing that you're about to make this commitment in front of all your family and friends. It's that moment in itself that's so Wow.
0: Yeah. And overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's just emotionally overwhelming. I don't think it necessarily has to do with seeing them for the first time. That's true. But that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Ooh, you said this and mm-hmm. put it on our list. If you guys are wondering why I'm reading all of these, <laughs> I have the list, and Caroline is sitting I, across from me and does not have access to the no, list. Yeah, I do not have it. Which is our fault. Normally, we both have the list, but uh, you said this one, and I think this is a really good point. Uh, about the bride and groom setting the tone
0: yeah 100 percent. at every wedding we've ever been to bride and groom set the tone so if you want to have a more casual wedding you know act like that like you need to set that tone if you want to have this fire dance floor crazy party then you need to act crazy not like crazy crazy but like you definitely set the tone we went to this one wedding where um Remember our best dance floor wedding? Do you remember Joe?
1: The best one? Hmm. I consider our best one the Ravington. Yeah, that's what I'm. Is that about. the one you're yeah. thinking of?
0: Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. And they just were fun and were involving their guests. They were like, you get up and
1: dance. Like they were like they, forceful. Well, well, they had this DJ that, and it was a DJ wedding, and they had it set up. And they go, all right, the DJ's like, all right, it's time. Are you here with the bride or are you here with the groom? Mm-hmm. And they like split the room up and everybody that was with the bride was on one side. Everybody that was with the groom was on the other side. And they're like, all right, it's time for a dance battle. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, how is this going to go? I've yeah, never, we, you know, and they, I've never seen people throw down like that. They showed up. It was so much fun. It it wasn't even like they were
0: dancers. Like you're probably thinking, oh, they're probably like professional dancers or like dance background. No, they were like literally just having the best time of their lives.
1: It was, that was so much fun. It was so fun.
0: And they were doing like actual dance offs and like battling. (laughs) We had a blast. So much fun. And like mainly, I would say 95% of the whole venue was dancing and (laughs) just like up and crazy and just like amazing energy and yes. the bride and groom definitely set that yes. like they were like so into it they were going around the room dancing with everyone like it was awesome that and was that's what they wanted really so they achieved one. it like and that's the thing if you don't want that then yeah that's fine we've
1: had weddings where there was no dance floor no yeah. dancing none of that
0: yeah very formal and that's beautiful as well so like if whatever you envision your wedding to be you need to show up as that
1: we had a wedding you know which one I'm thinking of that had no dance floor uh no dancing at all they just did a formal dinner and uh like a cocktail conversation hour and their first look they asked us not to photograph like oh, yeah. they had their first look was private mm-hmm. like she was just very formal very private and i it was a beautiful day and i loved it and i learned a lot from that because they're really as we're talking about the things we've preferred i think the biggest thing caroline have seen and i have seen through all of our weddings correct me if i'm wrong is brides who stick to who they are and stick to their guns of what fits for them are the best yeah. because a happy and fulfilled bride who loves her day is the best yes rather than the brides who are trying to make their day what everyone around them wants it to very,
0: be. very very true like so so true yeah, because, like, that girl, that wedding, like, that's not something I would do, but, like, she had a good time, and that was exactly what she wanted. She wanted it to be more private. They, you know, did the things they wanted to do, and, like, yeah, she was fulfilled and happy by the end of it, and that's the goal. Like, that is the goal, It's to celebrate love and to be happy about it. For sure. So, yeah, set the tone. You set the tone. It's,
1: It's fun. Mm -hmm. I wish that it wasn't so stressful. I feel like weddings are so stressful for so many people.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Wedding favors. Trash. (laughs) We're anti-wedding favors. Like, they're so cute, and people put so much effort into Mm -hmm. them, and then people forget to take them home or whatever. I just feel like if you're having a big wedding, wedding favors are such a waste of money. Yeah. Like, it costs so
0: much money. And time. It's just like... A lot all, all around and like if you know there's alcohol at your wedding people are going to be drunk and they are not going to take this home
1: like no and I've seen some really cute ones like I've seen people do little plants yeah. and uh jellies and jams and lots of cool stuff over the years but my absolute fa- favorite favorite that I've ever seen we had a wedding where they had a table uh that had a framed little message on it And it said, in lieu of favors, we've made a donation to our favorite charitable organization. It shared what organization and why that was special to them on the thing. And I thought that was really cool. Very cute. And so, I don't know, things like that, to me, hold more value than trinkety things that people can take home. But I also think that that probably depends on your love language. Very true. Because if you are a gift love languager, you're (laughs) going to want to do favors. And I totally understand that. And it's not that whenever I see favors that I'm like, why would they do that? I just, if you're a bride who is stressed about them or a bride who doesn't have the budget, I think that's an okay thing to cut. Yes. And no one's going to, like at the end of your wedding, no
0: one is going to be like, where's my favor? Like, what the heck? They didn't give me a favor. Gosh, I hope not. No one's going to, I mean, I hope to God not, but i'm pretty positive no one's gonna do that
1: okay if you're a bride repeat after me (laughs) my dress getting dirty is okay
0: Mm -hmm. if you're a bride repeat
1: after me (laughs) my bridesmaid's dresses getting dirty is okay it does not matter Mm -hmm. unless you are in a like bright white dress And somebody spills red wine from your chest to your knees. Yeah, it's so manageable. Even that, though. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, it'd be fine. Yeah, it's okay. That's a memory, you know. Yeah, and I feel like my brides who were willing to walk around in the mud and, you know, not worried about their dress getting dirty were the happiest with their imagery. Because they weren't living, trying to protect something. They were just living.
0: Yeah, just living and being present in the moment, um, for sure. But yes, like, if you get mud on your dress, if you get, or anything, it will come out. So don't stress that. For sure. At all. It's going to be okay. It
1: won't come out.
0: Yeah, what's. I mean, unless, like, you really want your daughter to wear it, but, like, the chances of that happening, I feel like, are always so slim.
1: Well, and even if they do, they're probably going to revamp it and do stuff, and they can work with it.
0: Yeah, there's very talented people out there that can make it work.
1: And don't you think by the time your daughter's old enough to get married, like, there will be all kinds of new, like, stain technology?
0: I'm sure. I hope so.
1: Like, I feel like it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, we'll be good.
1: Yeah. Um next
0: oh, one thing i said is hire a videographer like invest in that
1: i agree i think that's one of my biggest tips to any and all brides is spend the money make sure instead of doing favors yeah hire a videographer <laughs> although those two things probably are not equal in budget but <laughs> right i really think it's worth tightening other parts of your budget in order to get the videographer
0: right because like think of like yes photos are so important of course like you're gonna hire a photographer but video content of just anything I feel like it's 10 times better I feel like personally I'm just like watching that over and over or even like if you have home videos of yourself when you're one years old like that's cool to watch
1: it's just completely different energy
0: so much so
1: like photos are wonderful and I love them but video is just a whole different they're not the same no and videographers and photographers are not the same Mm -hmm. so you're gonna have to hire two separate people to do that people all the time are like you don't do photos and video and i'm like you can't do both at the same time people ask me that all the time it's just not even possible and i don't know anything about video it's a whole different world yeah for sure
0: for sure oh late night snack you didn't say that one
1: we didn't talk about late night snacks no Oh my goodness. I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't, I thought that we talked about this, but if we didn't, let's cover it again. Late night snacks at receptions. Uh, actually, you're right. I don't think we did talk about this yet. So, at the best weddings that we went to that had big parties, if you're wanting to have a big dance party kind of reception, doing a meal and then midway through the dancing, having a late night snack come in. So, like, people would do mcdonald's mm-hmm. people would do like, like a taco truck whataburger uh just anything that feels right to you and they would do a, another little meal and i always thought that that was kind of fun and people loved it people
0: love it even like pizza i've seen that a lot like yeah and uh, you know cute piece of pizza I, like no one hates pizza i feel like
1: and i think that it helps with everybody drinking yeah for sure. Like, it makes it not get quite so nuck if you buck.
0: Right. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, so late night snack, I would say that, too. Like, that is fun, and everyone loves snacks. Win-win.
1: Now I'm going to have that song in my head. I don't even know what that means. What song? Nuck if you buck. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, no. It's probably something really bad. It's I'm going to Google it. I'm really, really, really bad. But yeah. I was thinking of the song. Like people dancing to it. Oh, it means to fight. Oh, there you go.
0: I mean, you don't want people fighting on your wedding day either. So. No,
1: absolutely not. <laughs> you don't. No, maybe you don't. It's an invitation those to fight. Oh. Or an interjection threatening a fight, popularized by crime mobs' 2004 song "Nuck If You Buck."
0: Amazing. Which is
1: what I was referring right. to. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, just your. Your knowledge of the day—that's so
0: funny. Um, again, with the late night and all that stuff, DJs over in bands. Like, what do we think is better? Joe and I both think bands are better.
1: I think consistently live bands, people dance more. I think part of that is a live band. You feel like you have to be out there, whereas like a DJ, unless the D- we've had DJs that like are hitting the music and yeah. they're good. Like I feel like live bands, nine out of ten or more are really really good, whereas DJs, I know it's, it's really like one out of 10 is really really good. <laughs> so I don't know that it's that live bands are better than DJs as much as it is that DJs just aren't as good as yeah that's live true. bands because some
0: people like some DJs are just like okay I'll just play the music but some like are
1: entertainers like right. they actually. And that's Enjoy what you that. need. Yeah, you, you need, the need entertainer a DJ, DJ that's an entertainer. <laughs> yes. And they definitely exist. So if you're going to do DJ, make sure that you find one that's an entertainer. Mm-hmm. It's- I also totally think you can put together your own playlist. Yeah. And just play Spotify or Apple Music and it'd be a lot of fun. But you need to be like dedicated to it being good songs. Yeah,
0: really good songs. People Like songs people love, of course. Um, but yeah. Live bands just, man, we've heard a lot of talented.
1: We've had some incredible live bands Like, incredible. The years. I'm
0: like, um, why are you guys, like, famous, famous? Like, it's insane, the talent out there. Um, one I said is have the officiant step out of your first kiss photo.
1: Yeah. Or own that they're back there. Mm-hmm. That's the argument I made whenever Caroline made this point is, like, it's great when they step out. But to me, if they smile, or I don't like it when they're like trying to hide behind or they look meek, it always looks uncomfortable if they're just off to the side or if they're hiding behind their like binder or their clipboard or whatever. So if, make sure your officiant's like smiling and happy and applauding or really being present, if they are staying in that background spot or if they're exiting, they need to truly exit and you need to, they need to truly exit And they need to... Words are not coming to my brain. (laughs) Just keep repeating the same sentence. Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay, that's what I was going to say. And you need to kiss long enough that they can exit. That's true. But for me, like, that was not the photo that was most important to me. My sister's in the background of my kiss who Mm. officiated our wedding. And it's sweet. She's just applauding and she's happy. Right. So... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like...
0: That wouldn't be, like, the photo I love either.
1: Well, and it's hard because I feel like a lot of people have an officiant they don't know. hmm And for me, it's different because my sister was my officiant. Right. So, of course, I want her in the picture. Right. Yeah. It just, I guess so, it all depends. pro tip, bonus tip, pick an officiant
0: you know. hmm And you want in the photo. Exactly. Um, okay, the last one we wrote down is your maid of honor needs to show up. Yes. Like, whoever you pick as your maid of honor, they need to be a true maid of honor. They have to fit all the qualities of showing up and being present, and the day isn't about them. Yes. The day is about you, and so pick accordingly. Yes. Because we've had... Both ends of the spectrum.
1: We've had some phenomenal... Actually, again, I talked about Brittany last week on the podcast, too, and how (laughs) wonderful she was postpartum. Mm -hmm. As a friend, she was a maid of honor for our friend Colleen. They were each other's maid of honor for one another's wedding. And Colleen showed up at Brittany's wedding. And then it became Colleen's turn, and Brittany showed up at her wedding. Like, the bridesmaid, the maid of honor of all maids of honor. Yeah, she was great. She made sure that every detail was in line... Colleen didn't even have time to get upset about something because Brittany would have handled yeah, it. Yeah, it was like handled and done. Yes. She's like, don't even look at the bride yeah. while thinking something. Don't even look at the bride and think a question. You ask me and I am going to handle it. Right, yeah.
0: And I love that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like even like she got her makeup done, yeah, and like she looked gorgeous, Brittany did, of course, but that, that was like the least of her worries. And I feel like we see that all the time as like, they're just girls in general are just so caught up in them and so caught up in, you know, it being about them when it's not, I'm like, no, no, no. When it's your day, it's gonna be your day, yes, 100%. But it's not your day right now, so check it out the door. But yeah, they need to show up. And when they do show up, it helps everyone out. It helps your vendors out, it helps everyone out. If you just have an extra person, even like with family photos, your maid of honor should know pretty much everyone in your family and so they're gonna help and like do the most so
1: yep we love a good maid of honor this also I mean it's the same thing for a best man yeah they just I think brides have a tendency to have a different kind of pressure on them than grooms do like even if it's a groom groom wedding I feel like it's a lot chiller when it's a groom groom wedding Because there is just less stress on men in our culture in general, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, for sure. And so whenever I say that, I don't mean to not include grooms. I just feel like there's a different kind of stress on women and brides in general. Yeah. And so really maids of honor are the ones that I feel like need to show up. Um, But what's new? I feel like women just need to show up in life. That's Mm -hmm. what, uh, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah things are. Um, but but yeah, yeah, those are the things that we've learned. I would love to eventually do a QA and a episode about just our time as photographers, weddings, things like that. Yeah. So if you have any questions and you guys would be interested in an episode like that, drop it in our Facebook group. And if you're not a member of our Facebook group, uh, it is Middle Ground Podcast and we talk with you all in there. We take suggestions. Um, we love to just chat with you guys and get to know all of you that listen weekly so do we have A Q&A for this week we do okay so i answered this question
0: last week but i wanted to hear from joe's perspective so so it says hey y'all i'm in dire need of advice i love your podcast and immediately thought of you guys oh wow I am a 17-year-old girl who just got in trouble with my mom because of a boy. It was 100% my fault, and I did disrespect one of her rules, so I'm not trying to make any excuses for what I did. I was just wondering if you had any any advice for the next few days while my mom works on forgiving me. Did y'all have any experiences with this? Thanks.
1: Okay, I'll start by saying wow. Sounds like you're the most developed 17-year-old of all time (sighs) by saying I did disrespect my mom in terms of breaking something that was a rule that was established. Wow. Good for you. Right. Uh, I would just give it time. Yeah. I don't think I had experience. Like I, I may have had experiences like that when I was in high school, but it's been over 10 years since then for me. Yeah, And uh, what I will tell you is whatever you're experiencing right now Will not matter in 10 years. Yeah,
0: that is very true.
1: And that doesn't mean that you don't feel how you're feeling right now. Uh, It just means that time will heal that. Mm -hmm. And so in the meantime, really uh, try to show up for your mom in any capacity that you can, is what I would say. Um, Help with some things around the house. Well, it really depends on her love language, too. But uh, if you have apologized, then you just got to give it some time and... If your mom loves you, which she does, because that's what moms do. Right. And not only is that what moms do, if she has rules and things that she feels like are there to protect you and help guide you, that comes from a place of love. She's going to come around. She just yeah, she's going to come around. And
0: you have to also remember, like, your parents were teenagers once, too. So, like, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> something happened when they were younger. Um maybe not maybe your mom's a saint when that's awesome but um yeah you just have to give it time we're all humans and it's just the human experience to just figure out and experience and experiment and so
1: i think the best thing that i can say is to try and not feel guilty for things yeah because i feel like guilt is such a wasted emotion for most things i think there are places that it's necessary yeah but I feel like, especially when it comes to relationships and the pressure that we put on young women, whenever it comes to, um, intimate relationships, I don't like the guilt that's associated with things like that. Yeah, so neither do I, I would encourage you to work through any kind of guilty feelings you're having and realize that that guilt shouldn't be associated with romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. If this is a romantic relationship situation, we don't really have right. situational context. So that's kind of hard. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it sounds like you're a great kid.
0: Like, obviously, you wrote, it's 100% my fault. And most kids would be like, how
1: dare my mom? So my mom's rules are so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And so the fact that you have that level of respect for your mom is really cool. Yeah. And I wish that she knew that you're really cool. Yeah. Because she probably, well, she probably, she knows. probably does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I and
0: sometimes like, I feel like parents in general, like, they do have rules, yes, and, like, you should obey them. But, like, they have rules almost to, like – I don't know where I was going with that. I but feel like
1: they have rules to protect you from things, mistakes they made.
0: Yes. And, like, with every single human, it's different. Like, we all have different experiences, obviously. But, like, yes, it's a rule, but it's not like you broke the law. Like, it's not like – Crazy, and I think parents th- know that, but yeah. they have to like stand their ground of like, oh, you broke my rule, like, that's right. not acceptable.
1: Well, and I also, as a teenager, when looking at my parents, I thought they didn't know anything. Did you ever feel that way
0: like, know anything about you
1: or in not general? about me? Just like in general, I'd be like, you just don't get it. Oh,
0: I don't, I don't know, I don't think I was like that, but I don't think I was the extreme opposite.
1: I, I, I like, I, not that I was like, you don't get me. It wasn't like that. Just, I would be like, you don't understand, you know, for oh, whatever yeah. no, reason. No, it wasn't like that. I, I would do things like that. Yeah. And now looking back, I'm like, oh no, they, they got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've been there. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's funny. Um, and so I think we get really caught up in our individual situations and focus on all these little small details and we're
0: like, no, it's different. Look right. at all these and small details. And you're young. Like you don't know a lot. Right.
1: And really, the general, like, plot line isn't that crazy different. No, And so, they're guiding you typically from a place of experience. Yes. For sure. But, yeah. Just give it time. Which I know you're trying to figure out how to work through a couple days. But honestly, by the time you're hearing this, it probably has been a couple days. Yeah. You're probably like, wow. Hope we're not bringing up any trauma. (laughs) Right. You're like, girls, I
0: was past that. Thanks um but yeah thank you for adding that in and if you guys have any questions send them into our hello at middlegroundpodcast.co email um and we'll answer them yay and yeah i'm joe at joe johnson Overby, and i'm caroline at caroline Selty on all the things and you follow us on middle ground at middle ground podcast and we love you guys and bye bye